0: Hello there and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Expertise. How do you become an expert? Who becomes an expert? What does it take to become an expert in athletics, in music, in art, in spelling, in grammar, in math, any area of endeavor you can think of. What does it take to become an expert? Well, we are indebted to a young man who um, came from the country of Sweden, Stockholm, became a psychologist and taught in many different universities around the world, but ended his career recently as a professor of Florida State University. Anders Eriksson was his name. Anders Ericsson. Now, the interesting thing about Anders is that um, he never was an expert himself in any particular endeavor, such as art or music or athletics or whatever but he became an expert in studying what it takes to become an expert and who are the experts so he became an expert in expertism expertise i guess is what you might call it and kind of produced some pretty profound research and gave us a good handle on what it takes to become an expert that's his area of contribution so anders um, developed a um kind of an, I don't I call it a formula, but kind of a series of steps that's necessary to uh, undertake as you become an expert in something. First of all, he developed what is known as the 10,000 hour rule. Now the 10,000 hour rule meant that you studied or you practiced a particular skill, 10,000 hours to become an expert. Now he went beyond that and said well, it wasn't just a matter of hours, but what it really took is that you studied during that 10,000 hours your soft spots, the areas of weakness, the area of skill that you need to develop better to improve in. So you really focused on areas of needed improvement and then secondly through the use of a mentor or a coach, somebody who could guide you and watch you and give you feedback and to assist you and help you improve your skill in that particular area. So it's 10,000 hours. It's practicing the areas of difficulty or soft spots that need to be improved and utilizing the services of an expert or of a mentor or somebody who's better than you to help you become better than what you are at the present time. But he went on to say this, is that um, it's also important that... you break things down into what is called chunks. Now, chunks would be something like this. If you had to memorize a list of words or a list of numbers or letters or whatever, let's say 15, 20, 30 of them, and that's a pretty tough task to do, you don't approach it by just trying to remember the whole long list of words or numbers. What you do is divide it into chunks, small chunks, and then you memorize chunks and then you put chunks together. And then you memorize another chunk or two or three. And then you put those chunks together. And you put the, the, the earlier chunks with the later chunks and so on. You chunk stuff together to become a knowledgeable person or a person who can remember a particular list of words or numbers that you've been asked to do. That's how you learn poetry. That's how people learn the scriptures and memorize the scriptures. They do it in chunks. And then they have this guide with them to help them chunk it and then help them put chunks together. So a mentor is always a good uh, asset in the development of your expertise and no matter what subject matter it happens to be. Now he went on to say this, Andres went on to say this, that personality traits do play a role. That is if you're a compulsive person, well, you're gonna be more detailed, you're gonna be more systematic, you're gonna be more routine, you're gonna be more definite, you're gonna practice more. So that kind of personality trait is to your advantage. If you're an introvert, you're going to be much more focused on your own body and your own movements and less attentive to the environment and the distractions that are out there in the environment. So a personality trait of extroversion, I mean introversion might be helpful and a personality trait of compulsiveness may be helpful, you know, as well. And then he doesn't rule out the idea of intelligence. Somebody who has a little bit better intelligence than average can do much better in becoming an expert sooner and quicker and more complete expert if you have a little higher levels of intelligence. You don't have to be the most intelligent person in town, but you got to be above average to become an expert, a world-class expert in some area of study or some area of endeavor. So that's where Anders Eriksson, Swedish psychologist, made his contribution. Died a few months ago and um, left this legacy about how to become and how to develop the habits associated with a world-class expert. And it's up to you now to take it and do it. He showed us how to do it. He gave us the formula, you know, to do it. He gave us the encouragement to do it. He worked with a lot of experts around the world and lectured all around the world on this topic. And people have become experts as a result of following his formula. So it's up to you now. Take it on and um, start with the 10,000 hour rule. How many hours a day? How many hours a week do you practice something? And then keep adding it up. Keep adding it up. But always practice your area of weakness the area to be improved upon, the area to be strengthened. Focus there and make sure you have somebody to guide you and help you think that thing through and obviously do things in chunks. Okay, so there you are. You can do it. And um, I wish you well. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today and bye for now.